What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio and on this show we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 15 of Family Ties. This episode was titled Ladies' Man and it first aired on the 2nd of February, 1984. That's right, we're into February now. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my co-host Keith. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Yes. Yeah. We just February watched. 1984. We're, we're catching up here. I feel like we're almost in the Olympics now. Almost? Wait. Because the Olympics were in 84 in LA. That's right. Yeah. I have some memorabilia from the 84 Olympics that my aunt brought to me nice. when she went to the Olympics there. That's been in a box ever since and yeah. still is. I wonder what it was. What the stuff is? Yeah. What, I've got a little plastic? like pennant. Okay. And uh, I think I got like some buttons or something like that. A couple of little things like that. Huh. Yeah. I wonder what it looks like now. Like what shape it's in. I mean, it's literally in a box right there. And I know right where it is. And I could get it in 30 seconds or less. Oh, wow. That's really if fast. If you want to see it, I could. I think we might want to. We'll have to do that after the show. Okay. Do you want? I mean, they can't see it now. <laughs> But I do have it. Okay. That's cool. I think a pencil, too. I think I had like a mug, I want to say, from the Olympics. But I think it was from McDonald's. Okay. Not from the actual. Yeah. And it didn't last long. Yeah. Well, mugs from that era rarely do. Right. You know. All the decals came right off and all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Or you drop it. Yeah. Well, there's that. (laughs) If you drop a pendant, it's fine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You just pick it back up. That's right. Unless it's one of those really long ones and then it gets all like. That's true. This is a short clot, like a felt one, so we're okay. (laughs) I was going to make a felt joke, but then I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. All right, so episode 15, Ladies' Man. You felt like skipping that joke? (laughs) I did. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Ladies' Man, tell us about Family Ties, episode uh, 15 of season two. Okay, so I don't know if you remember um, the first Transformer movie with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, well, I thought you meant the first Transformer movie that was animated starring Peter no. Cullen. No, no, no. The um, first live action. The first live okay. action, yeah. Okay. But so when I hear the word ladies' man, all I ever think of every time is ladies' man 227. Are you ladies' man 227? Oh, okay. that's they a would screen always... name. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know what he said anymore, but that's but the that first part, thing yeah. that always comes to my mind, yeah. Um, so ladies' man yes. was really exciting because it's all about Alex... Uh, learning more about the ERA. That's right. What's the ERA stand for? It's the Equal Rights Act. Oh, that's right. Which I'm assuming is a real thing. I didn't look it up, but I'm yeah, I, I'm sure. I don't remember it being a thing in '84, but then again, I was only nine, so. Well, there was at least similar movements, whether or not that was actually the real one or not. Yeah, I should probably look that up. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> so we open the show. We're in the living room and. Um, Jennifer and Mallory are only puppeteers in this episode. Yep. That's their only job. Oh, and I guess they kind of walked in at the very end. Yeah, the and full of donut. Oh, yeah. See, I missed that part because I glanced down as I was typing. It um, was not featured. They just kind of grabbed a donut from off screen. It was well, weird. She was hungry. Yeah, yeah. Which one, Mallory or Jennifer? I think it was Mallory, but all you saw is her hand like reach back in. So. Well, she did have a very fashionable trench coat on. That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. So, we open the show. They're puppeteers, and they're making fun of Alex and saying he's going to have to clean the house. And (laughs) then he gets a phone call. And so Mallory, of course, runs over and answers the phone as quickly as possible. And it turns out it's the most important girl in the school. And she's, like, super popular. And she's like, oh, you know, what she want with Alex? And so 
come to find out she's working on the yearbook with him. And so Alex likes her, but you know, she's everything that he's not, you know, she's all about the equal rights for women. And, you know, she's all about uh, feminism and whatnot. And, you know, Alex is definitely not in. Definitely that. not. So the episode kind of centers around him pretending to be into those things and going to these women's rallies and he ends up getting arrested and it just becomes a whole hullabaloo and then at the very end he has to come clean and tell the truth which his parents had kind of schooled him on the whole time and just Mm -hmm. said look this isn't you it's better she finds out now than later after you guys you know have this big relationship that the whole thing is a lie and that you don't really feel that way and so as he was going to be named the Ohio Junior Leader of the of Women's the movement, Rights Movement yeah. or whatever, yeah. um, he, he comes clean and he has to say that he's not a woman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, his timing, I think, could have been a little better. He told her on stage yeah. as he's about to make the keynote address. Which is funny because he just grabs her and takes her to the side and it's like, yeah, while literally, she's, yeah. she's talking about him, the lady who's introducing him, yeah. and he just steps to the side. Yeah, and nobody noticed or cared. Right, it, it wasn't weird that he just like walked away. Right, and then she was leaning against the wall, and the whole wall was moving. So, oh yeah, <laughs> they forgot to shore that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know those those meeting halls back then. <laughs> right, they were flimsy. <laughs> Ohio architecture. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but really, I mean, Jennifer and uh, and Mallory, like I said, were puppeteers a couple times. That was pretty much the only thing that they had to do throughout the episode. Uh, Elise and Steven, you know, they had to, Alex had asked them for their ERA button when the Dina was coming over, the right. popular girl. And um, they basically said, no, you know, you don't really believe in it. So that's, we're not going to help you lie right. to this poor girl. And then they just coached him a couple times, but really it was just his interaction. Well, they did bail him out. They did, and but he stayed in but prison. He, he turned him down. That's right. Yeah, because he knew that you know he needed to stay in prison because he was a woman. That's right. <laughs> and he and he was in the lap of a woman at the time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because she couldn't just you know take her hands off of him because he was so passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, okay, let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. Why do they have this puppet theater with puppets only of their own family members? <laughs> and how are these two like teenage girls hanging around doing puppet shows together? And that's all they're doing all day. Yeah, it seems wildly out of like age range. Yeah, and the fact that the popular girl was coming over and Mallory wasn't like, "Wait, we got to clean up this puppet right. thing." Like, yeah, ASAP? yeah, I this I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, she's what like a junior sophomore in high school now. She's got to be somewhere in there. Definitely yeah, because- beyond puppet show age. Yeah, I would think so. Well, because her boyfriend was in college. Yeah. Jeff. So she's older. Yeah, she's got to be. Yeah. I mean, even if she's a freshman or a sophomore, yeah, that's still beyond the range. Well, and it's not, I mean, Jennifer's plenty old enough, too, that that's like a little, you know. Yeah. My kids right now would probably be like, yeah, we're okay. We don't need to do a <laughs> we, we don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's go read a book or play a video game or something, yeah. you know. Or let's just not. And the fact that the only puppets they own are ones of their family members. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Who commissioned that? (laughs) Right. Who gave them the puppets (laughs) of their family? Well, I think they made them because they looked pretty homemade. Yes. (laughs) They definitely had that uh, homemade vibe. Well, and then they're doing the puppet show, but there's no one watching it. Like, it's (laughs) just them in the living room doing (laughs) it. Yeah, behind a box. People come and comment on it, but they're walking up from behind. They're not watching the show. Mm Mm-mm. This is that was to me the weirdest part of the episode. Like, what? How did that? In the writers' room, they're like, "We need something for Mallory and Jennifer to do." 
puppet show. <laughs> I got it, guys. <laughs> really? The whole time? Yeah, whole time. Puppet yeah, show. Yeah. We're going to do a couple of scenes of puppet show. <laughs> they probably just looked around the prop room and found like a little puppet show thing and they're like, yeah, we can use that. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rogers is using that. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's, He's got the week fun. off. Let's borrow yeah. that. Oh. Uh, it was a pretty janky looking puppet show. Yeah, it too. was, yes. Their uh, dolls were hastily thrown together. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, but that, that's the part of the episode that stuck out to me the most. Yeah, I can see why it would because it doesn't make sense, and again, it's not in character form. Right, right. So Jennifer likes to play baseball or practice her whatever instrument. Yeah, clarinet, clarinet, right? Yeah, and ballet, but not. Not a puppet show. Not that I was aware of until this. Mm-mm. Will that come back? We'll have to be on Puppet Watch. <laughs> puppet Watch 2019. Or <laughs> we'll 1984. 1984. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> that was your puppet corner. That's right. Hopefully we'll have many more of those to come. Well, I hope so. So, yeah. It was crazy with Alex just really kind of laying it on thick. And, you know, he's wearing his tie and everything and Dina's like oh I didn't know that you were into women and women's rights and he's like I've always I've always been into women or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's interesting because the beginning of the whole show the premise was that Alex was super conservative and the parents are very you know left wing and so mm-hmm. the culture clashed between the two but a lot of this season has not really dealt with that much it, Alex makes an occasional you know Nixon reference or something like that, but they really haven't done a political one in quite a while. Yeah, so it's interesting to kind of dive back into that to get back into the political. Yeah, yep. Part he's, he's uh, I don't know. I, I think it's funny because he was willing. I mean, his if if he's so passionate about these things, the mm. fact that he was willing to get in, up in front in public. Oh yeah, and say exactly the opposite of what he believes shows maybe he's not as committed to this as we think he is exactly yeah well it's funny because he was gonna come clean and tell her the truth on the phone and then when he found out that he was being named the speaker of this <laughs> right. group he's like oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah i think his ego got in the way yeah a little bit there <laughs> it was kind of funny though because it's the same phone that ned just used last week and so that's right you know elise is like oh how'd it go when you told her <laughs> the same way ned when uh, he called when AA. he called AA, yeah <laughs> Now, although it dealt with like a serious political issue, it's also a lighter episode than we've had in recent times. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, everything was pretty jokey. Yeah, it didn't get too deep. I mean, I guess at the rally when that one heckler guy stood up and was heckling the woman, and yeah. then Alex stood up and then he took a tomato. But even that guy was kind of goofy. Oh, yeah. He may not have been supposed to have been goofy, but he definitely was. Yeah, it definitely came across that way. Yeah. Well, not very realistic either, because what guy is just going to sit there and and let two women talk for 25 seconds and then stands up and tells them to go get back in the kitchen? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, it seemed a little bit of a caricature there. Yeah. Plus, someone actually brought tomatoes, which I guess at some point in history that had to have been a thing, but... When? I don't know. And I feel like in 1984... Throwing tomatoes, that would have been weird. Yeah, the produce thing. I still don't understand why you throw produce. See, I feel like back in the days of vaudeville, when people were like spending the day in the theater and they're eating, and that's how they show their disapprovals to throw the rotten food. I could see that. But they were eating it. Yeah. So it's not rotten. You hope it's not rotten. Maybe they bought it from the stand outside and they picked through, and you know not every bit is, is fine. So they just decided, well, instead so of throwing throw this away, I'm just going to toss it. Right. 
But only in that era. I mean, anything more modern than that, and I feel like that just doesn't make any sense. It's. I'm still not sure that your uh, hypothesis makes a lot of sense. I don't know. We don't, before we had video cameras, you know, who knows? <laughs> Anything is possible. We're going to have to do a deep dive on why what? they throw produce. Why do they throw produce? And how far back does that go? Right. Is it the 20s for your vaudeville? Well, that's my theory anyway. All right. Well. We'll have to look. I guess it's a plausible theory. It's, a work, it's our working theory. I think it's a good one. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll stand by it. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la. So what about references? Did you come across anything that, you know, any references or anything? Well, yeah, there was a couple. I mean, obviously we talked about the ERA, which Mm -hmm. we have not looked up to see if it's real, but, you know, similar type of movements. Right. Well, maybe as you talk, you know. Well, maybe so. And through the magic of editing. The only other one was that there was a whole talk about uh, Karl Marx. Yes. Because the other, I can't think of what the first name was, but they, someone else had the last name Marx. And uh, in it the was, show, was it the Dina Marks? Wasn't Dina, it? Dina was it Dina? Yeah. And uh, so they had some back and forth. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't care if it was Karl Marx. I wouldn't want to speak to him. And then Stephen's like, "Well, if it's Karl Marx on the phone, I actually like to have a few words with him." You know. <laughs> so yeah, what does Stephen want to talk to him about? I don't know, just some questions. Karl so, Marx, being a uh, the author of uh, some famous foundational works about communism and such. So. Oh yeah. In case people didn't know. Okay, so there's a couple different things. The first thing that pops up when you type in, e, you know, what's the ERA? Right. It's the Electronic Realty Associates. <laughs> so I have a feeling that's not exactly what we're looking for. One. But it was started in 1973 in an office over a barber shop in Kansas City. So that's oh, okay. exciting. Yeah. But it does come across as, um, you know, there's four different acronyms listed for ERA. And the one that applies to what we're talking about is the equal rights amendment so and was it was it like successful ever do we know is there a story of a young man who stood up and defended them (laughs) and then recanted just a few days later so it was a proposed amendment to the u.s constitution stating that civil rights may not be denied on the basis of one sex the era actually has ratifications by only 31 of the states not 35 when March 22, 1979 arrived, the ERA had been ratified by the following states. It's kind of a wiki link here. Hmm. But by 1984, then, it was still in the process, I guess. Yeah, so it was definitely in the process then. It's an amendment which would prohibit denying or abridging equal rights under the law by the United States or any other or any state on the account of sex. The critical amendment would guarantee the equal rights of men and women by guaranteeing equal footing for women in the legal systems of all 50 states. But it was never actually ratified? Wasn't. Not that I can find... Oh. Well, here's the thing that says, Why was the ERA defeated? Phyllis Schlafly was perhaps the most visible opponent of the Equal Rights Amendment. Her Stop the ERA campaign hinged on the belief that the ERA would eliminate laws designed to protect women and lead to the eventual defeat of the amendment. Oh, it led to the eventual defeat. So that was the stance of the lady who was opposed to it in the episode. Yeah. So 30 of the necessary 38 states ratified the amendment by 73. Why did the 1982 era fail to win the ratification? Oh. So it went through 30 states and then the opposition dug in. And the ERA supporters never regained the momentum to win the required 38 states by June 30th of 1982. So it failed. Man. 
And they're still trying to push for it, obviously, in 84. Wow, it says that the ERA was first proposed in 1923, but it wasn't passed by Congress until 1972. Huh, so it was passed, but then not actually ratified as an amendment? Yeah. Interesting. Well, Alex yeah. won, I guess, in the end. Yeah, I guess so. The preppies won. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! Yeah, interesting. And then also, uh, Stephen mentioned something about... Or no, who mentioned it? Something about uh, how... No, I was Alex when he said he feels like Kennedy when he was at the wall. And he said, uh, I am a Berliner. Which he actually said in German, Ich ein Berliner or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. He learned how to say it in German. So sure. Like, so, yeah. That's cool. That was a little... But he said, I am a woman. So that's, He said, I am a woman. That's, that's right. what led to his famous line at the end where he told his mom that he wasn't a woman. <laughs> he wasn't a woman. And then she asked what he meant by that. And he goes, Mom, I'm sorry. You had to find out this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mallory's like, you're so weird, Alex. <laughs> right? Yeah. She took her fancy trench coat and turned around. <laughs> got and a then donut. reached back and got a donut. <laughs> <laughs> a magic donut. She just pulled it out. <laughs> See, I want to know if she was supposed to do that. But it was just off camera enough that maybe she just wanted a donut. And since no one, like, you know, stopped her, maybe she just grabbed a donut. Yeah, that's weird, though. Why would they have donut? Well, I guess they would have had donuts for the the meeting. Yeah. Quote, unquote. But To make it look authentic. Right. But you figure, like, a donut box would kind of take the place. Yeah, they would need to actually have donuts in there. Yeah. Well, they just, you know, that's the authenticity that we go for on this show. Exactly. <laughs> I probably would have grabbed a donut, too. Well, sure. If they're yeah. just sitting there. Someone's got to. Oh, yeah. Mm, donuts. <laughs> What's your favorite donut? Probably glaze. Just plain glaze? Yeah. Or lemon. I like pink crullers. It's my all-time favorite. Yes. Old-fashioned. Ooh, those are good, too. I mean, I like a lot of donuts. Yeah, me too. Maple bars. Maple bars, Boston cream, Uh, filled ones. No. No? No Boston cream. Oh. I love those. Yeah. Just not the cream? Yeah. Custard inside? Yeah, I don't like the, Mm. the cream. It's funny. Tastes funny. Well, depends on which donut you got. Have you ever been to uh, the Donut Man? Which is the Donut Man? Um, it's over in like Glendora, and they do like their whole thing is like they have a strawberry donut and a peach donut, and it's got like fruit topping on the donut. And it's you know, I think I have incredible. It. It's like a long Route sixty six, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes, we did go there once. Yes. Okay. Yeah, when I used to work just down the street from there, I went there probably too often. <laughs> sure was good though. It's like in a little. I mean, there's like barely any parking. It's right on the like, yeah. main boulevard. There's like there. three yeah. spots, and yeah. then yeah, you can't park in front. And then there's always a line. Yes. And there's only a window. You just walk up That's to the right. window. Yeah, we went there yeah. when we did our Route 66 trip. So. Oh, so good. It's good stuff. Makes me really want a donut right now. I know all this talking about donuts. We shouldn't do this. Well, it's kind of like rainy outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's cool. I mean, it's the first day that's not 207. Oh, finally. Yeah. Do we have any good donut shops left in this town? I'm still partial over to um, the one there on Myrtlewood and in County Line Road, Calamisa Boulevard, I mean. Okay. Um, what's it called? The Donut House? I don't know if I've ever gone to that one. Oh, really? I mean, it's farther from us over yeah. that way. Well, I used to live like only two blocks away. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I have the lady's phone number because I would always text her and just say, hey, I need two dozen. <laughs> just have it on just, just in case. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, we had this one up here where they, they took out. It was Golden Donuts, I think. Yeah. They took it out for the Performing Arts Center. Yeah, which is garbage. 
You donuts like are those? way better. No, no, no. They should have kept oh, the Oh, plates. yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I love those donuts. That was our one that I would like go with to with the kids. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? No. We, uh, we, I mean, it wasn't like a always tradition, but you know, if like one kid had something to do, I'd take the other one and we'd go sit and have donuts. Sometimes I'd take the two of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was something we went to occasionally. I'd let them pick out a little chocolate milk in the thing. Oh, yeah. And then we found out that like they closed it down without notice and we didn't know. Yeah. They, they got a cease and desist. And then like 30 days later, they had to be gone. Gone. And so. Janelle and I, like, I was like, well, if we just don't tell them, like, they were pretty little. Like, they'll never notice, you know, we'll just go to a different donut place. But as we're, I, this is what I'm thinking as we're driving by, Janelle's like, oh, look, they tore down that donut place. And the kids just both instantly went into tears. Like, it was a whole day of them not being consoled because they took our donut place out. So. So where do you take them now? We don't. Yeah, because they just closed Mr. Crumb. That's gone now. Yeah. They cleaned that one out. And that one, that was okay for me. It was kind of sketchy. And then, I mean, the next closest one is that one that's supposedly 24 hours, but it's never open. Yeah, the one across the street from the high school? Yep. Yeah. And that's pretty far down from us, so. Yeah. Well, then there's the one at the bottom of the boulevard, and they have gluten-free donuts. But that one was like open and closed and open and closed. That was like two different ones then. It's kind of weird, and I feel like. It's pretty shady. I feel like they're they're like a money laundering operation because when you go in, they literally have like five different kinds of donuts, <laughs> and there's like four or five of each, and that's it. Yeah, and they're never. I mean, they seem to have pretty inconsistent hours too. Yeah. So hard for them to be in business, even though they've changed hands numerous times. Yeah, something's something's not quite right there. Yeah, something doesn't add up. Especially because you'd think a donut shop next to a Starbucks right by the freeway would have plenty of business. Yeah, you would think. I would think. Well, they used to do all those really fancy ones. Oh, they had the Cronuts. Yeah. I liked the Cronuts. I never had one. I always wanted to, but... It's a croissant donut. I yeah. Mean. I just love croissants, too. Yeah, but... Hmm. Puppets and donuts in this show. <laughs> Puppets and donuts. <laughs> That's the big takeaway. Here. And women's rights, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. Sure. But mostly puppets and donuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but this episode had one of my favorite freeze frames so far. That's hard to say. Freeze frames. Freeze frames. Yeah. yeah. At the end. Yeah. It's Alex pointing to the ERA sign. The yes ERA sign. Yeah. And his arm kind of perfectly frames it there. Yeah. He at it. It was a good one. So that was definitely on purpose. Yeah, it wasn't. Some of them feel very much like they just froze it in the middle of the scene, but that one was like a pose almost. Which is funny because, I mean, you always get the feeling that he was kind of like his character on the show, but maybe he wasn't as much as we were, we all think. Right. That's true. Maybe he didn't oppose the ERA after all. Maybe not. Maybe he's putting up a front because that's how he feels like he has to appear. Oh, yeah. Because he definitely, even at the end, was like, even the character was, you know, I. Oh, I understand. I'm not going to vote for it, but I understand more where you're coming from and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, his experience helped to change him some. When he did say that he believes that women should be heard. Yeah, and he stood up for her right to speak because he believes that that was a right, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a complicated character. Yeah, he's a constitutionalist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! Well, let's see. We had... Several guest stars in this episode. Let's let's talk about them. Yeah, a bit. there was tons. There was quite a few. Now, not all of the people in the episode got credits. Oh, okay. a lot of the women who were there uh, at the you know rallies and stuff were mm-hmm. uncredited. But we'll go through what we've got here. First of all, we have Dina. 
Dina Marks. Mm-hmm. You were right. That was her. Uh, played by Tracy Nelson. Did you recognize her at all? She looks super familiar, but I couldn't. She has a little bit of a a speech thing, like a lisp or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so she seems super familiar. Well, okay. I definitely recognize her, and I know what it's from, but I couldn't place it at first. Um, she's been in a ton of stuff, a lot of TV shows. She's still acting, like her. She has two movies coming out in 2019. So oh, wow. She's still still active. But um, first of all, before she did Family Ties, she was on a show called Square Pegs. Oh, yeah. If you remember that yeah. from like a little bit earlier. With in the 80s. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Exactly. And she was yeah. on uh, 20 episodes of that show. Okay. So um, I know her from that. Mm-hmm. But then also, she was later on a show called The Father Dowling Mysteries. Did you ever watch this? I didn't, but that was the dad from Happy Days, Dad right? from Happy Days, Tom, yeah. Tom Bosley, I think. Sure. Is that right? And he was like a, a priest, mm-hmm. and she was like his nun assistant, and they would solve crimes. So oh. it was a, you know, it was like along the lines of like a Matlock or diagnosis murder, like that mm-hmm. kind of murder know, she wrote. All those, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Except that he was the, a priest, so it was a little different angle. And she was like, what was her name? Sister Stephanie, but she went by Steve. Okay. It was just like her nickname, you know, yeah. or Stevie. No, Steve. That's what it says, Steve. Hey, Steve. So anyway, it was uh, I wa- my family and I watched a bunch of them. So okay. I when I saw her, I'm like, I know her from something. That's those are the two shows that I know her from. Okay. So yeah, Square Pegs makes sense. Yeah, that was right before it. Um, this is actually not the only episode of Family Ties she's in. She oh. comes up in another one um, called O'Donna later on as an uncredited appearance of Dina. So I don't know how that works out. Hmm. Interesting, but that's not till 1985. So, well, I hope we can remember. We well, when I look back and see, I'll see which one she was already in. All so right, it helps. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, so that's her. She's uh, O'Donna. O'Donna jumping on that um, La Bamba. Yeah, is it La Bamba? Yeah, it's a uh, Freddie R- Richie Valens. Richie. Yeah, well, I was thinking Freddie. Richie. No, remember in the laundry. I don't know. Oh, you never saw the Bamba? I did, but it's been a long time. Oh, so I know I, he died in a plane. Yes, I took Buddy Spanish Holly. multiple years, and so anytime you ever got a sub, we would always watch La Bamba, Stand and Deliver, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, or ET, all in Spanish. Okay, in Spanish. Yeah. So if you watch a movie in Spanish, it's good enough. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So nothing's creepier than when ET goes ET telefono a mi casa. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's the weird things that you know. I remember. It's funny when I, I sub. I was a substitute teacher for many years, mm-hmm. and I subbed this one French class on a regular basis. And she left a movie to watch for her kids, mm-hmm. and it was always that movie Robots, which is an animated cartoon. Yes, with Robin Williams, Robin Williams but yeah. with Spanish subtitles on. In a French class, that's really. I mean, weird. with French. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you caught me in there with French subtitles. Yes, in the in the. How class. funny. So I probably watched that movie like 30 times yeah. while I was a sub. It's not the greatest. No, it really wasn't. No. But it had French subtitles, so, <laughs> well, you, you know, <laughs> it had that going for it. So <laughs> so it makes it French. That's right. The other movie that I always had to, uh, well, not always, that I one time had to show in a class. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the movie Army of Darkness? It's yes. Part three of the Evil Dead series. Yes. Um, wildly inappropriate. Yeah. And a high school teacher left it for me to show one time. I'm like, what? But it was the edited for TV version. And it was literally, because these were uh, 50-minute long periods, Mm -hmm. I was able to show the whole movie with five minutes left. It was edited down to 45 minutes. 
What? That's how much material of the movie they were able to like salvage to be able to show on TV. Did it make any sense? No. And the kid's like, what's going on? And I was like trying to explain like some of the plot in between, but it just it made no sense whatsoever. Why would you show that movie? That doesn't know. make sense. I don't know. It was a really weird choice, but that's what they left. Huh. So there you go. Yeah. There isn't a 45-minute version of that movie floating out there. So do schools still have like the AV groups, you know, deliver TVs and stuff around? I don't know. I, I don't feel, feel like, like they do anymore. Because they just all have tablets or whatever, yeah. you know, laptops. I mean, smart boards, your laptop is, yeah. you know. And that's just all plugged in. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they would need that. They have those Elmos now, too. And yeah. Some of those are even wireless. They just watch YouTube or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they definitely aren't bringing the film strip out anymore. No. I had a Did teacher you? in high school yeah, in science that they would bring it out and they would always say we're going to watch a film strip and then they would like do a little dance like they were stripping. <laughs> Whoa. I don't think that would fly anymore. No. Those um, big bear schools are but racy. yeah, you know, back in the 90s. <laughs> we watched, I remember watching a slide presentation. You oh, know, yeah. With those little... Uh, Actual slides. slides yeah. yeah. And it was in the big round thing. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was painful. That was chemistry. And our teacher was 207 then. <laughs> yeah. My first job ever was as a sound technician at a camp. Okay. And different groups would come up and, you know, use the the meeting room and I would run the sound from whatever. But I also had to run the slideshows for them because oh. this is before they had the computers to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they would bring up their little carousel and I'd put it onto our slide thing and run the slideshow for them. <laughs> And that was like one of my first jobs. Oh no, that was my first job. And like, would they always tell you, "All right, next slide." Yeah. Oh, next, next slide. Yep. Because they didn't. We didn't have a remote, so no. I just have to click it right up there. And our carousel would always stick, so you'd press it, and then it wouldn't go, or it would skip to, and then they get mad at me, <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm sorry," but they didn't want to invest in a new slideshow or a slide carousel, you know. And oh, they already knew the technology was changing. Yeah, but still, people were bringing up slides because eventually people started bringing up computer things. And it wasn't until like the very end of when I worked there that they actually got a computer that was like in the booth, Gosh, you know. How crazy. Yeah. So Yeah. Did anyway. so did it have like a little rocker switch on the thing where you could go forwards or back? Yeah, backwards? you could go forwards oh, or okay. back, right. But it just it kind of stuck a little bit. So if you tapped it and it didn't go just right, it would skip one or it wouldn't go at all. <laughs> Nine and, slides later they're all hey. Yeah, oh, messed it up. How funny. So yeah. Huh. Slides. Well, who was our next guest? So our next guest. Okay, well, one more thing about her. So um, she was actually on an episode of Matlock, by the way, oh. um, in addition. But no, so there was a TV show called uh, A League of Their Own based oh. on the movie A League of Their Own. Okay. Which she wasn't in the movie, but they had her, and I can't remember who she replaced. Um, what is her name? Lori Petty in the movie. Okay. yeah. She was the Lori Petty character on the TV show. Oh, how funny. So there you go. So her voice sounded a lot like a Peanuts character to me. Like okay, uh, what's Linus's sister's name? Um, the blonde one. Lucy is the black hair, right? Uh huh. It's uh, it's Charlie's sister is the little blonde one, right? Oh, I thought that was Charlie Linus's Brown. sister. No, you're right. It is Charlie Brown's sister. It's Charlie Brown's sister. What is her name? Because Lucy and Linus go together. Yeah. And hmm. Charlie Brown and the, but I can't think of what her Sally. name. Sally. Sally. Yep. Yeah. So it was like one of those voices. You right, know? right. Everything she said was enunciated. To probably overcoming, yeah, yeah, her speech impediment. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Next, we have Dorothy Cannell, which um, was the 
the main uh, activist lady that spoke. Okay. And she was played by an actress named Gail Strickland. Oh, sure. And um, she's done a lot of stuff. She has 95 credits. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of things that she was on. But a couple things to point out. She was on two episodes of Seinfeld. Oh. Which is a show that I like a lot. She was on Murder, she wrote, speaking of those yeah. uh, those old mystery things there. Can you believe Angela Lansbury is still alive? I know. I, I mean, she, And she looks terrible. Yes. She was in that uh, new, the new Mary Poppins movie. Oh, she was? She just had a little like cameo. And, oh, okay. I mean... She's really, really old. <laughs> well, I mean, she was a million when they did, like, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. And then, you know. I mean. Which, that's one of my favorite all-time Disney movies. So that one, I was not allowed to watch for a long time. <laughs> because it was wizard. Because of, like, witchcraft and, and stuff, and, yes. Yeah. But see, my mom wanted us to watch it because she liked it. But my dad was like, no. But eventually he recanted. But there's still, like, a running family joke about that. Really? If, like, my dad doesn't want to see something, they're like, oh, like, bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> uh, and he's like, whoa. <laughs> so how do you like it? Do you like it or no? It's great. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's fun. It always felt like sort of a second-tier Mary Poppins to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the first, you know, that was the one on top for me. But, you know. Okay. But I didn't get to have that, like, you know, there was a different history of it for me so. yeah well see we had that one on a vhs tape so mm. i watched that one a million times and babes in toyland a yes. million times and then pollyanna oh i like pollyanna yeah that me too good one. i read the book too oh fun so i'm excited for the disney plus because babes in toyland i can show my kids and i already told them i'm gonna torture you <laughs> i don't remember the movie at all anymore now but because i watched it i remember liking it, it but there was a lot of years a lot of singing that yeah. was not all like magical songs for me. No, but it has Edwin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got what Tommy Kirk and yeah, and, and then Finichello. Yeah. So, so it's good. Um, so anyway, this well, I can't remember what her name was now, but the lady, the main speaker lady, Dorothy. Dorothy, thank you. She was in a movie. Well, this is her only appearance on Family Ties. First of all, oh, so we don't get to see her again. She was in a movie called Rape and Marriage, The Rideout Case, a made-for-TV movie. What? I, I don't Rape know. Rape and Marriage? Rape and Marriage, The Rideout Case. Like W-R-I-T-E? Or R-I-T-E? Or R-I-D-E-O-U-T. Oh. What does that mean? I don't know, but I just was scanning through her stuff, and I'm like, that's an, it was a made-for-TV movie. So, based on the real-life huh. Oregon criminal case, which dramatizes the unique dispute in which Greta Rideout instigated the prosecution of her husband, John, charging him with raping her. This was huh. a made-for-TV movie wow. in 1980. That sounds like a very special TV movie. That's, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> a very special. So, interesting that she would uh, find herself then on Family Ties. So Yeah. Okay, up next, um, we have uh, Mr. Winkler, who was the moderator... Okay. Of the uh, the little debate. Mm-hmm. He also sat really weirdly and inappropriately closely to the lady he oh, was yeah. moderating. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I mean, they were almost like interlocking legs, <laughs> probably for the you know staging of it, but it, it was kind of odd to me. Just to make him really uncomfortable. I guess so, you know. And I thought it was pretty great that for a women's debate that they had a guy to, to, moderate, <laughs> to moderate it, you know. <laughs> Just so things didn't get out of hand, you yeah. know. Well, and then you notice, like, you know, when the guy 
started telling the women, you know, go back to the kitchen and all that. He says one line and then just backs away. Disappears. Yeah, well, uh, that's, that was the end of his uh, involvement in it. So let's see. So he um, was actually in 105 credits here. 115 credits, sorry. Oh, wow. Um, but this is his first or his second appearance as Mr. Winkler. Really? On Family Ties, this second of two, he was in an episode of in season one called Big Brother is Watching as hmm. Mr. Winkler. I honestly don't remember what his role was in that. I don't know if he's a teacher or something. Interesting. But he is. he has been on it before. Maybe the town only has one moderator. I guess so. Maybe they had another debate yeah. and they're like, well, let's get Mr. Winkler out here. <laughs> hmm. So I like the sign that was behind them and it said, uh, um, what do you call Table tennis tournament. Oh yeah, yeah, that was what was in front behind them. Yeah, it just a sign. Table turn. Table tennis <laughs> tournament. Table tennis tournament. Yeah, that's a, that's a good tongue twister. Yeah, and uh, apparently my tongue doesn't work. <laughs> well, he was in a lot of like TV shows and and made for TV stuff. He was on an episode of um, Remington Steel, which is yeah one that I like circuit. to bring up when we have it there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm hoping Falcons Crest too. Well, it's possible. I don't see that on his list here. Well, with 115, it but gets it's lost. very possible. I'm not gonna like read through all of them here, okay. obviously. Um, but yeah, so he, he did a ton of stuff all the way back to like 1949. So oh wow, he uh, acted for a long time. Different Strokes, The A Team, all the good stuff. Nice. Well, he made a good circle. Then we had Edith Fields uh, played, or that was the name of the actress, rather. She played Mrs. Sharon Fletcher, which was the other, the opposing viewpoint. Okay. Yeah, she only had one line. Yeah, she wasn't in it much. She has 115 credits as well. So oh, wow. Um, but I think this is her only uh, family ties. Let me double check here. Uh, yeah, this is her only family ties appearance. But you know what she did right after family ties? What? Falcon Crest, I what? see right now. Aww. There it is, as saleswoman. Oh. One episode. So big, <laughs> she doesn't even get a name in that big one. Big player in that one, yeah. <laughs> um, but she was in a ton of stuff as well. Interestingly enough, she was in House Party. Really? Which is the kid and play movie. Yeah. And I can't remember which one, and I might not spot it as I'm looking through here, but another one was in, uh, what's the other movie that they did? They did House Party 1, 2, and 3, but they also did Head of the Class. Is that what it's called? No. What was their other movie that they did? I don't know. I'll click here. I can I can see it in a second here. Class Act. Class, Class Act. Act. Class Act. So okay. I do remember hearing about that, but I don't think I ever saw it. Interestingly enough, so when you watch movies nowadays in a hotel room, you just stream it on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. But when we were kids. You could, like, pay per view to see movies. Oh, yeah. And the entire time that we were, you know, for me growing up, all the different travels we had, two times my parents let us get a pay-per-view movie. Oh, wow. And they were expensive. They were super expensive, which is why. Like $10 or $15. Right, which was a lot for then. Yeah. I mean, we could almost all go to the movies for that price at the time, you know. Yeah. Especially if you went to a matinee or something. So, the two movies, one of them was Naked Gun 33 and a Third with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> okay. For whatever reason. And the other was Class Act with Kid and Play. Really? And it wasn't because those were particularly important ones. It just, for whatever reason, that just happened to be available to watch when my parents decided they wanted to do a movie in the hotel room. How funny. And I will always remember those two movies for that. So, you can't watch Bed Knobs on Broomsticks, but you could watch Class Act. We could Act. watch Class Act, yes. <laughs> 
it went in different phases. Eventually, my dad relented, but oh, he never okay. lived it down. That's the thing. <laughs> Even to this day. Even to this day. Oh, your poor dad. I know. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, she's got a lot of stuff going on there. Next, we have... I think we have two more here. Oh, no. Yes, two more. We have The Heckler. Oh, yeah. And he was played by John Hostetter. Hostetter? Sure. John Hostetter, his uh, most recent credit, because um, he, he died fairly recently, and the last one of the last things he was in was Kermit's Swamp Years, a, uh, a, a Muppets thing. Yeah. It was a I TV one. You ever saw that one? Mm-mm. There's 2002. Oh. Okay. I saw it when it came out, because it was yeah. kind of a, you know. You're a Muppets doing, fan, though. I do like the Muppets. You don't okay. like the Muppets? Uh, they're okay. Oh. I'd take them or leave them. Oh. And Muppet Babies is one of the worst shows that, that was ever made. No! Are you yes. kidding me? Oh my gosh, I that love show was Muppet terrible. Babies. I don't think you remember it. I, I do. No, I think There's you're misremembering. There's a new one, too. The new one is like a baby show. That's yeah. totally different. I don't even... They're not on the same plane. Well, see, I'm a few years older than you. So when this that show true. came out, my siblings enjoyed it. I couldn't hardly watch it. But they had clips of like Star Wars and Indiana Jones and but, like all kinds of movies. But they inserted themselves into it and did a terrible job. It was great. That was like like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom got an appearance on there. Yeah. That's pretty crazy on a kid's show. But still with the Muppet Babies? Mm. <sighs> I don't know. And the theme song was terrible too. Muppet Babies. No way. They'll make your dreams come true, yeah? They no will. Way. They did. Every week. Yeah. And they had Nanny, and you only saw her from, like, the knees down. Yeah, just like on Tom and Jerry. Yeah, or uh, the uh, Peanuts. Yeah, speaking of Peanuts. Speaking of Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, no, not my favorite show, sorry. <sighs> well, that's okay. Oh, thank you. We can still be friends and All co-hosts, right. <laughs> even if we disagree about things. <laughs> we can be co-hosts, but not friends. That's right, I mean, that's it. This is where I draw the line. I didn't know about the Muppet Babies. <laughs> This is tragic. <laughs> I think I like the Muppets Take Manhattan. See, and that's fine. That's like my least favorite of their movies. Really? Yeah, I never, that one never did it for me. Which was the one where they all had to get in the bus and Kermit was like, you know, singing the rainbow song? This, Why are there so many songs? Well, the about? rainbow one is in the first song. Okay. The Rainbow Connection. It's a really good Kermit, by the way, for someone who's not a Muppets fan. Well, I practice that one. That's good. Okay. Kermit and Yoda are the same. Yes, Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Who also directed Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, by the way. Still haven't seen that. Oh, very good. Or the remake with Melissa McCarthy that you were telling me also about. Also really good, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to love this here. Oh. Um, this is, uh, let's see, she was on uh, two episodes of Family Ties. Oh. Or, sorry, she, he. We're talking about the heckler here. He was on two episodes of Family Ties. This is his first one as the heckler. In like three epi- three seasons from now, three years from now, he'll be on one as a stage manager. Huh. So. So he's got to work with Steven. I guess so. Oh. Maybe. I wonder if he worked with Steven now. Maybe. Maybe there's a whole backstory to him. Oh, we don't know. I bet there is. But just a few credits later, Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest. <laughs> now that you said it, we're going to see him all over oh, the place. Oh, yeah. Also did Matlock, though. Oh. Okay. Some other stuff there, so sure. Hundred and five credits for this guy. A lot of these guys are all wow, very, very accomplished. Yes. Oh, he was also in the In-Laws with um, uh, Alan, Al- not Alan Alda, um, Alan Arkin. Oh, and um, 
what's Columbo's name? I can think Peter Falk. Peter Falk, yeah. So that did you ever saw the in-laws? Uh-uh. Oh, that is a classic movie. Absolutely fantastic. So he was in that movie, and then later they reunited the whole cast to be uh, in a movie together that was not really related to the in-laws, but they got them all back together. Mm. And it was called Big Trouble, and this guy was in it too. Both of his parts were very small, but he was in the remake or in the like reunited thing too. So huh. Well, that's cool. I don't know. I don't know how that came about. It wasn't Big Trouble in Little China? No, that's okay. different. That was it just, is? I've seen that one. Yeah. This is more... I can't remember that one, the premise of it as much. They're all family members battling about something. But the in-laws of the first one is great. The uh, Their kids are getting married. Mm-hmm. And the one guy is like a you know upper class, you know, nice, fancy guy. And the other one is like a spy kind of dirty bumbling spy and he pulls him in on like a, a you know a mission with him against his will oh, but sure. he has to be on behavior good behavior because his daughter is marrying the son and so did hilarity ensue it ensued wow it was fantastic so was the second one called outlaws no which oh. they never made huh never did they could have capitalized on they that in-laws and outlaws they did do a remake of it called in-laws with michael douglas oh okay which was okay but yeah. not as good as the original hmm. Anyway, so there you go. That's his credits. And Speaking of Michael Douglas, he's the one married to Catherine Zeta-Jones, right? That's correct, yes. Okay, do you know that they have the same birthday? No. Yes. How did you know that? I heard it on the radio. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, kind of kooky. I mean, obviously not the same year, though, because I think well, he's, yeah. he's significantly older than she is. I think he's a little older, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Plus or minus 20. At least. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, for our guest stars, we have the jail guard. Oh, that who is he was credited and all those ladies that were in the jail were not. I don't remember. Th- I think he had a line of like Alex Keaton. You know, he called them over to oh, they say that they, were, they bailed you out or something like that. that. Was it? Huh. But he got a credit. And uh, Richard Vidon, Viden, and uh, he was only in twenty six things. Mm. So um, much much smaller thing to go on. Mm-hmm. He was in a few shows like Family Matters and stuff like that. He had a small bit in Terminator 2. Oh, wow. Um, so he was acting in the 90s then. Yeah, yeah. I think his last credit was actually 2017. So it's very oh, wow. spread out, but um, he's got a few things there. I wonder if he's like a producer or something now. It's possible, although it doesn't show anything other than these acting credits, so who knows? Because 25 or 26 things is not enough to like make a living. No, it's definitely like a hobby thing. but well, Unless you've got a sugar mama. That's possible, too. Yeah. There's no, like, biographical information or anything, so who knows? Well. And this was his only appearance on Family Ties as jail guard, so. All right. We will never know. So I guess nobody gets arrested. Foreshadowing. I guess so. That's right. So now we know. That eliminates some of the suspense there. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of guest stars. It was a lot of guest stars. A lot, a lot, a lot of credits. A lot of credits and, and a lot of uh, tangents as sure. well, I would say, probably. Just a few sidebars. Yeah. Speaking of bars. <laughs> Speaking of bars. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! So any other uh, things to add about this uh, episode here? No. I mean, what, whereas, you know, it was a pretty jokey episode, nothing really, like, popped out to me. Yeah. Um, what about you? Anything? Um, I mean, again, aside from the puppets and the donuts, yeah, it was a pretty standard. Just you know, Alex figuring out his place in the world. Mm-hmm. I think that his the the moral of the story is you know, to be honest, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, 
you know, be true to who you are. And but women obviously get back in the kitchen. Well, that's that would definitely be with the heckler thing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, that's not what I think. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Phew. Yeah. We just avoided some serious letters there. <laughs> well, although if that's what it takes to get letters, you know. Well, you know what? I changed my mind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so yeah, my favorite line of the show mm-hmm. um, was when Alex has just done a speech about. You know, how he doesn't really believe all this stuff, and everyone's all upset. And the host lady, who's the activist leader, comes up, and she's got a very big smile, and she says, uh, Can we take a ten-minute break? This is a mess. <laughs> and then walks off. And everyone leaves. So, yeah. And then freeze frame. That was it. Pointing up at the sign. Yeah. So I well, think that's a pretty good donut. episode. Yeah. And the donut, yes. <clears throat> Look for that donut there. I still want a donut it. now. I know. But there's no places that are open. Because the one that says 24 hours is a liar. It is a liar. They only turn on the 24 hours when they feel like staying open late, but it's not that often. Yeah, I wonder if it's only like a Friday night thing or something. Maybe, but I don't think it's even consistent with that. Because there's yeah. been times we've driven into town on a Friday night and gone like, ooh, she get a donut, and it's not open. No. Which is probably good. I don't need to get donuts that often. But mm. when you want them, though, it's nice to have them. So... I don't know if you ever catch like the Krispy Kreme commercials and they always have like, you know, the, oh, we got the strawberry one or the pineapple one or yeah. whatever. I went because we were at my brother-in-law's house and there's Krispy Kreme just around the corner from him. Oh. And I went and got a box of only those fancy ones. They weren't that good. The best Krispy Kreme donuts are the glazed. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Hot. The hot ones, it's like it just melts in your mouth. It does. Oh. I remember when they first opened the Krispy Kreme in Ontario, I was doing, I was working nights. Uh-huh. So I literally about three or four o'clock in the morning, picked up a box, raced home as fast as I could. I woke Heidi up and I go, here. And she ate it and she went, thanks. And it rolled right back over. <laughs> she, I think she only took a bite. Oh. She wasn't as excited as I was. Well, if you, you got to eat it like when they hand it to you. They give you the little sample one oh, right yeah. off the conveyor belt. Yeah, no. I got a dozen. I ate six of them oh. in the car on the way. That's the thing. You could just gobble oh, those yeah. things. When we were in college, they opened the first one. It may have been like one of the first ones in California, out in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a seven-minute drive from our campus. Is that the one that was on the 55? No, it was, uh, it's, it was on Imperial Boulevard in... Okay. Um, it was La Habra, actually. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first ones around, if not the first. Fountain Valley, like that area there. Yeah. Anyway, we went there a lot. But when it first opened, we went down, and there was a line, like, blocks oh, yeah. of a line. So our friend Jeff, who we, you may have heard us mention on various shows before, oh, yeah. and he's always been, he's worked as a salesman and various things. He's always been, like, the smooth talker. Mm-hmm. He got into a bunch of Oscar parties, like after parties, oh, dang. by just talking his way in, pretending to be on a cell phone, and then, oh, one minute, and then just walking in. This is before, like, security <laughs> got super crazy, but he had pictures to prove it, you know? Oh, my gosh. So when this Krispy Kreme opens up, he goes down there, and we went, we drove him down there, because he didn't have a car, so I drove him in my car, and he went and talked to, asked to speak to the manager, and he explained that we were from this college, we're down the street, and it would be really good, like, you know, publicity for them if he were to give some donuts to him, and then he could, you know, tell the people about it, spread the word, give him out in our student union building, and stuff like that, and the guy bought it, and what? gave him, like, ten dozen donuts. What? And we loaded in the back of my car, and then me and Jeff and Janelle and probably about five of our friends uh-huh. ate all of them. Oh, well, of course. We didn't pass them out of the student union <laughs> building. But my goodness, yeah. He could talk anyone into anything. Wow. So it was a great moment. 
Huh. And later, we started the Krispy Kreme Club because... That sounds like an awesome club that I want to join. Well, we did have to change it to Krispy Kreme Club with a C. We did not go for the, uh, you know, the the alliteration there, yes. But the logic was this. If you formed a club, you had to have, like, you know, three, at least three members and pick someone to be the president or whatever, and you had to get a, a teacher to be your advisor. And if you got that, the school would give you a $200 budget. <laughs> and so we formed the Krispy Kreme Club, and we got a professor to sign on, and we added a few people onto our roster and got $200 to go buy donuts. <laughs> did you do it all at once, or did no, you No, I think we it spread out? it out a little okay. bit, but and we used it for what our charter was, which yeah. is a club to appreciate Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> and we certainly did. <laughs> I think it only worked one semester, though. We couldn't get anyone to sign on after that. You really couldn't find a professor to be cool? No, I think after a while. It may have been that we lost the passion for it after a while, too. Uh, I don't remember. Janelle could probably fill in the details there, but I'm pretty sure we only did that one semester. And here I thought you'd be better at filling in the details. Uh, Uh. (laughs) No, definitely Janelle. Okay. (laughs) Sha-la-la-la! Well, we have gone on some major tangents on we this episode. Have, well, it's because this episode was kind of straightforward. It was. And it had some major things to talk about, it like did. donuts and puppets. So. Right? Yeah. yeah, puppets. Is there any <laughs> show like that's been on TV in the last decade that had a puppet? I don't know. I, I mean, mean, there was all the comedians there for a while, like your Terry Faders and the... Uh, the Dunham guy. Yeah, Jeff like, Dunham. They have puppets and stuff. But I don't think, like, not like, I mean, we had Alf, you know, but that's quite a while oh, ago. so if they rebooted Alf, would that be good? I, I feel don't like know. it would be. It could be. Alf is I mean, funny. It, it'd be interesting. I'd want to watch that. I thought it was funny as a kid. I have not watched it, like, as an adult at yeah. all, so who knows is if it, it was actually I good. I don't think it's on anything. I don't know. I haven't seen it around anyway. Well, I just remember he liked to eat his... cats. Yeah, he ate them. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. You know, NBC is going to start their own streaming service. It's Uh, called The Peacock. So I I wonder if it might be on there. It's possible. Yeah. They're going to have to do some big convincing there to get me to do yet another one. Oh, well, Friends. I mean, if you want to watch Friends in 2021, that's where you're going to have to watch it. All those, this little chest in front of you here. I have all 10 seasons on DVD. I don't need to have streaming for that. Seinfeld. All the seasons sitting right in there. See, Seinfeld's going to be on Netflix. So you don't have to get rid of Netflix. I don't have to. But I also have all the office in here. Any like NBC yeah. sitcom that I need, it's sitting in that little chest there. Nice. Well, the office is going to go also mm-hmm. to the Peacock. Mm-hmm. So. so I'm good. Yeah. You'll be all right. I'm fine. You'll withstand. Yeah. I can take it. Parks and Rec also. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's the only ones that I need. Yeah. Probably. I started watching Parks and Rec and I was in season one and a lot of people said, oh, season one was terrible. Just skip it. Go right to season two. I don't agree with that. I don't either. It hits its stride in season two. Season one is fun. Season two is where it becomes brilliant. Oh, okay. That's what I would say. Well, because I feel like you would miss like the whole like you know Karen and oh yeah and the whole yeah no you have to watch season one. Is it Andy? Andy, yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. He's great, and but I think they really hit their stride because it started off as sort of another project by the people from the office, Mm -hmm. and I think it started becoming its own thing season two and really just takes off. Is and it only seven seasons as well? I, th- I think that sounds about right. Something like that, yeah. But it it was solid all the way through. Yeah. So, definitely worth it. Yeah. I'll have to keep watching. You should. But, 
for our listeners at home, if they want to watch Family Ties along with oh, us, yeah. they should watch it on Amazon Prime. It's included with a membership. That's the best place to watch it. It really is. And it's free if you're already paying for Amazon Prime, which a lot of yeah. people are. Well, and if you watch the Emmys, like the first few awards given out were all to Amazon shows. That's right. So you should totally want to watch do that those. On Amazon. Yeah. And uh, if you guys would like to write into us, tell us what you think about donuts or mm-hmm. puppet shows. Right. Maybe you're an adult that does puppet shows in your living room and you want to tell us about that. I would like. I would have a lot of questions I'm, for I'm you. I'm curious. I'm curious. I mean, you know, if you have small children, I get it. Oh, all day. But this, well, there was no small children involved in no. this puppet show. Yeah, because Jennifer is like, what, 10, we yeah. decided, or 12? No, I think she's like, yeah, like preteen at least by this point. Definitely out of the like puppet show mm-hmm. phase. Interesting. But if you guys want to write us and tell us about that, alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Oh, you're going to send them to our show? To write in, yeah. Instead of your instead of Mandarian show. Orange Show, I, I think we'll we'll try to separate those okay. as much as possible. But they're equal. But they're equal, and if right. someone wants to write into the other, that's fine with me. You can listen to Mandarian Orange Show as well. It's that's totally acceptable. and you totally should. You definitely should. Yeah. I actually just listened to your last and latest episode. That's right. You said you had a note. I did. So you guys were talking about uh, Janet Ivanovich books. Yes. And you kind of like you know. What's the word I'm looking for? I lumped her in, I yeah, would say. with like Harlequin romances. Well, yeah, and like a, like a, what was the other name? The other lady that writes like a bunch of them. I can't think of her name. Oh, now. yeah. You did mention somebody's name. The one who writes all of them. Another, like, where you would go and look on a shelf, though, and she's written a ton of stuff. Oh, like a hundred. And yeah. there's always, you know, scantily clad individuals on the cover. Exactly. Yeah. But... That's not the case, because Janet Ivanovich's main character that she's written, you know, one for the money and two for the show and all those, is uh, she's a bounty hunter. But she's really inept at her job, and so it's hilarity ensues. Right, of course. And, you know, she's got a boyfriend, kind of, and she's got this guy that she works with that she likes, kind of, and then, you know, just all the bad things happen to her, and she's from New Jersey, and her parents are from New Jersey. So, again, just hilarity ensues, and she brings, you know... Catholic guilt into the whole thing. And <laughs> it's funny. So you are a fan of Janet Ivanovich. I am. I've read. And I, I shouldn't read lump her in. No. No, I did read the one book, and it was enjoyable. Okay. Uh, the graphic novel. The graphic novel. The funny yeah. part being that they had instructions on how to read a comic book <laughs> in the novel, which, you know, just seemed kind of pointless to yeah. me. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, like my mom is the one who first read those, and then my sister. And right. She's like, you got to read these and check them out. I'm like, okay. But I feel like both of them knew how to read a comic book, so... Yeah. I don't know that... I mean, even if you don't read them a lot, I think it's a pretty, like, universal language. Yeah. People understand the little word bubble means that's what the person is saying. That's the person who's speaking. Right. I don't think that's a necessary thing to explain, but the people who published that book definitely did. They did think that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, so that was my note. But besides that, obviously, stellar show. Fun well, to thank listen you. to. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I should actually write you a review. You definitely should. Or write us a letter, mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. I'll write one about our show on that You should. <laughs> That's great. It's perfect. We'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show here. Yes. So thank you so much, Keith, for being here. Thank you. My pleasure as always. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on this episode. And we'll see you again next week for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? 
And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through